Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Ephesians 1 1, the message. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. That answered the question right there. There's no other answer needed. It's in Christ. And what we are living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. Isn't that amazing? He had designs for us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. You might be here and say, well, I'm not a Christian yet. He's got his eye on you. Some of the burning questions everyone has are, what is my identity? Who am I? Why am I here? And what am I supposed to do with my life? If you're a Christ follower, you have the ability to be plugged into the one who can answer all of those questions. Pastor Mark will teach today about God's ability to teach you contentment. Part of finding contentment is having those questions of existence and meaning definitively answered. The only place to find lasting answers is through a relationship with Jesus. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 as he continues his message, Content with Who God Made Me. I spend my time in making my neighbor smarter, richer, better home, better car, better blah, 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 blah. What happens? This too is meaningless. A chasing after the wind. I'll never be able to achieve that. I just chase after the wind. How about you? Anybody ever catch the wind? You can't catch the wind. And then Solomon likes, I, I like this one because my medical background. Look at Proverbs fourteen thirty. A heart at peace Gives life to the body. How can I have a heart of peace? Quit comparing. If I'm always comparing, there is no peace. But look how he says it. I love it. Let's read it together. Read it all out. But envy rots the bones. Didn't you like saying that? Envy rots the bones. What is he saying? It destroys us from the inside. Whether it's pride... Or whether it's insecurity. Please write this down. To be useful for God, I have to be contented with who God made me. The Bible warns us, do not compare ourselves against other believers. Because there's somebody always more talented, more good looking, more money, more stuff, more power. The reverse is exactly true. You see, I'm no better or worse than anyone else. I'm just me. The way God designed me, gifted me to be, God made only one of me. 
If my wife was here, you'd have heard a huge amen to all the campuses. You see, in the end, life is not about me. It's not about you. It's about God. Now turn with me in your Bibles to Romans 12.3. Romans 12.3. Someone has said comparing ourselves to others is comparatively foolish. As you turn there, Paul kind of states it how it should work. I shouldn't feel like I'm useless, but I shouldn't feel better than anybody else. Notice how he writes it in Romans 12, 3. For by the grace given me, in other words, what we are is God's grace. We didn't earn it. I say to every one of you, all of you that are listening to me, now do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. What does that mean? I just want to begin thinking of myself as I, and you're going to see today, I've given you five or six keys that you'll know. I have worth. So I want to think that way. But I'm not better than anybody else. I'm not worse than anybody else. I'm just me. That's who God made. In the Bible, there's a parable of talents. You have to understand that in life, some people have more talent. Some have more gifts. Some have more money. Some have more opportunities. That's just the way God is. So in the parable of the talent... God gives a servant five talents, just as opportunities, gifts, whatever. He gives another one two, and he gives another one one. You say, well, I don't like that. Well, it doesn't matter. You're not God. So the guy with the five talents went and reproduced five. The guy with the two went and reproduced two. The guy with the one went and put in the ground. He's afraid to do anything. So God came to the one with the five, who doubled it to ten. And he said to him, way to go. Good, faithful servant. You've doubled what I gave you. Fantastic. You had a lot of achievement because I gave you the ability to have a lot of results. And he came to the one with two. And he said, wow, you reproduced two. How come you didn't reproduce five? No, he didn't. He said to the one that reproduced two, fantastic, beautiful. You did exactly what I asked you to do. And you're, well, you're faithful, just like the one with five. You see, he isn't comparing. When I stand before God, I don't stand with anybody else. Can you imagine me standing next to Billy Graham? I might as well just go to hell. Forget it. Don't even come close. No, I'll be standing and give an account of what I did with what God gave me. By the way, same for you. So there's no reason to compare. This comparing all goes back to a, well, it's a word called esteem. It means honor. It means self-respect. And we use the term a lot in the world, self-esteem. Pride in myself. But we learn from the Bible that our worth doesn't come from what we do, what we have, what we've accomplished, or what people even think of us. Would you write this down? My worth as a Christian comes because Christ died for me. You see, my worth isn't really attached to this world. Jesus died to make me worth 
something. That's huge. Everything we have and everything we are comes from a right relationship with God. So parents, begin early in life teaching your children this. A healthy self-esteem is really God-esteem. So write this down. Here's what this means. Our self-worth as a Christian is tied directly to our God-worth. And since God died for everybody, when they accept Jesus Christ, we're all equal. My worth comes because the Father sent His Son to die for me. That's how I'm getting to heaven. I'm not getting to heaven any other way. Not because I'm talented, gifted, good-looking, richer. It has nothing to do with my works. I'm forgiven because of that. Now, what does God say about you and about me today? Let's turn to John chapter 1. John chapter 1, if you will. And scoot on down to verse 12. John chapter 1, verse 12. Now, when you're getting there... Everybody looking at me right now, everybody here wants to feel accepted. Everybody here wants to feel secure. There isn't a person that I'm looking at that doesn't want to feel loved and adequate. Everybody here wants to be living with purpose. Everybody. Well, how does that happen? How can I feel accepted and secured and loved and adequate and how can I live with purpose? It comes from one key verse. Here it is. It's in front of you. Let's read it. John 1, 12. Yet to all who received him, speaking about Jesus, to those who believed in his name, believed enough to repent and accept him as personal savior, he gave the right to become children of God. Here's what I want you to write. Because of God, I belong. There's nothing greater than knowing you belong. Every Christ follower is a child of God. God is our heavenly father. Unlike the earth, no one now can compare between dad. My dad can beat your dad. No, we all have the same dad. He's God. I want you to think about this. All of us that are Christians have the same heavenly father. He put us in his family. Because of that, we're family. Would you just look at that person next to you and go, I'm family with you? Go ahead. You mean, Pastor Mark, I'm going to have to spend an eternity with them? Yes. Now, let me give you an example. Watch this. If you're a parent, we've all done it, but hopefully we all corrected it as we move through. When you have children, there's a danger of favoring one over another. We've all been there. You can't do that. I want to tell you something. You're not a perfect parent, so we had to watch that, right? Some of you here maybe need to correct it. That's a word from God to you. Don't you dare do that. But we don't have a human father. We have a heavenly father who's perfect. Because he's perfect, 
He does not favor any of you over the other. So just look at your neighbor and say, I'm favored just like you. Go ahead. Go ahead. So what does that actually mean? It means this. Look at me. We're all equal. I'm a child of God. That's it. You're a child of God. You're no better than me. You might be better looking, but you're no better than me. Is is that right? That's exactly right. So we belong. You know, people say, Pastor Mark, I came by this church 20 times. It's too big. And finally I came in. Well, it wasn't too big, but I thought for five years it was too big. For those of you that are still driving on the street right now, get over it. When you get to heaven, there's going to be billion Christians. (laughs) Hallelujah. I had to work that one in a little bit. Am I right? Right now, there's 1.2 billion Christians in the world. Too big? Would you like to have less? Definitely not. So I belong. Number two, write it down. Because of God, I'm accepted. You see, I've been bought with a price. I'm a member of Christ's body. I've been redeemed. I'm complete, Colossians says. I'm complete in him. I've been justified. I'm united. It just doesn't get any better than that. Well, maybe it does. Here's the next one. Because of God, I'm secure. Now, there's nothing in this world that's really secure anymore. You know that. Anything can change in a heartbeat. But Romans chapter 8 begins like this. I am free from condemnation. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So the comparison goes like this. I wish I had good looks like that. I wish I had their hair. Oh, they're so beautiful. I got bald as can be. (laughs) Well, wait a minute. Who's, Who's condemning Who's bringing that thought into your mind? Satan. It's not about our hair. It's not about our riches. It's not about our 12-foot ceiling. It's not about our 20-foot ceiling. It's not about the car. You, you know, you're going to go in the parking lot today. You're going to drive out. Some of you are going to drive out on something that's worth more than my home. Some of you are going to try to get your car started. Well, who's better? Has nothing to do with it. Do you got it? It has nothing to do with it. So I'm secure. There is no... By the way, Romans 8, 28 and 8, 29 says, God, God's at work in my life and he's going to work it all out in my life so that I can become more like him. By the way, here's what I want you to write. You can get up later. don't have time this morning. Romans 8, 35 through 39. You talk about being secure. Here's what Romans 8, 35 through 39 says. Just read it this week. Here's what it says. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. That's fantastic. I'm secure. I'm secure. So I have to be secure who God made me. I don't need to be comparing myself. Because I'll never be able to change. It won't ever happen. Next, because of God, I'm adequate, gifted, and useful. See, God didn't just create us to come to him. He created us to do good works, Ephesians says. So, 
I'm adequate. I am the salt and the li- of the earth and the light of the world. God made you to bear fruit. So as I begin to think about that, I have God in me. I have the Holy Spirit in me. I can accomplish whatever he wants for me to do. That means I'm adequate for me. I'm gifted for me. I'm useful to God because I'm salt and light. Now, let me give you an example. Here's GMO again. Those of you who don't want to hear about just put your fingers in your ear. What is GMO all about? It's about winning the lost. Well, which Christians have been gifted to win the lost? Every single one of you. Well, Pastor Michael thought like it was only you. Wrong. I'm here to challenge you to be what God wants you to be. Every Christian is called to be a soul winner. Every person is called to interact with the world who's searching for purpose and meaning. You see, we just read John 1.12. Some of you in this campus this morning, you're not a child of God. Because you haven't believed and you haven't received. Now, how did you get to this campus? Because somebody invited you. Because they want to spend eternity with you. That's what it's all about. That's what the online is. So don't say, well, Pastor Mark, I'm not really gifted as an evangelist. So, you're salt and you're light. And so we, God gives us opportunities. So we don't need to make excuses. Remember, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Has he called me to be salt and light? Yes, he has. Every single one of you. Every single one of you. Next, because of God, my life has purpose. I've discovered this. You know it. One of the most basic questions in all of life is this. What on earth am I here for? Every single person will eventually ask that. What in the the world am I here for? And most people pursue that question trying to find the answer without God. So they fill their life with stuff and and education and doctor degrees, nothing wrong with all that, that's perfect. All kind of things and dreams and ambitions. Today we hear this a lot. They've got their own bucket list. Nothing wrong with the bucket list, it's fine with me. hundred things I want to do before I die. But see, all of those will never give you purpose because one day we are going to die. And we're going to spend eternity in one of two places. So my purpose in life is all connected to God. Because his will for everybody is to become a believer. By the way, if you think your bucket list looks good, wait till you take it to heaven. You can go anywhere at any time with a brand new body. Ladies, that skin that you're trying to get from a 17-year-old and you're 43 today, give it up. Am I right? But in heaven, praise God, look at that skin. No wrinkles. That's going to be great. You know, I told you, I'm 6'11 and buff in heaven, baby, big time. Some of you are going to be 5'7 and I can't wait. All right. Now, here we go. Take a look. Take a look at what Ephesians tells us. Here it is. Look at this. This is powerful. Ephesians 1, 1, the message. It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. That answered the question right there. There's no other answer needed. 
It's in Christ. And what we are living for, long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eye on us. Isn't that amazing? He had designs for us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose he is working out in everything and everyone. You might be here and say, well, I'm not a Christian yet. He's got his eye on you. We learned something this week in staff. It's going to stick with me a long time. You might be far from God, but God is not far from you. He's got his eye on you this morning. He wants to establish that relationship. My purpose is all connected with God. Let me read this to you. For by him all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authority. Listen to this now. All things were created by him and for him. I was created by God for God. To bring God pleasure. I'm here in my life to know that everything begins with God. We discovered that God created everyone with purpose. And the purpose is for you, look, to be you. And then become more and more like Christ. You can't be somebody else. It'll never work. He created you to be you. I don't like it. Till you be you. You'll be miserable your whole life. You try to be somebody else. You got to be you because God has plans for you. He's going to use you. He's going to use me. When I say I have to be content, that doesn't mean somebody came up to me after one of the services. They're really, really overweight. And, and they said, is, I'm not content with it. Is that wrong? I said, no, that's right. You shouldn't be content. You shouldn't be content unhealthy. Because God wants you to be healthy because you can do more for him. Amen? So there is a balance. But spiritually, you and I have to understand. Listen to what purpose-driven life says. It's not about you. The purpose of your life is far greater than your own personal fulfillment, your peace of mind, or even your own happiness. It's far greater than your family, your career, even your wildest dreams and ambitions. If you want to know why you were placed on this planet... You must begin with God. You were born by his purpose and for his purpose. Would you write this? Everything starts with God and finds its purpose in him. That reminds us why comparing ourselves with other people is simply foolish. Focusing on ourselves and our gifts and our ability will never, ever bring us purpose and satisfaction. We were made by God with just the right looks, just the right abilities, just the right intelligence, just the right opportunities, so we can make God look good and not ourselves. You and I are alive this morning because God loved us and has a plan for us. You belong here, right where God has you. We are loved And we need to love God and people back, not compete with them. Today, Pastor Mark talked about who Christ followers are, what your relationship with God is as a result of your redemption. He spoke of your acceptance, your security, and the fact that God makes you adequate for your task. Although life is full of ups and downs, you learned that because of God's ability to take care of you, You don't have to be afraid of the future. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. 
We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will conclude the teaching, Content with Who God Made Me. He'll continue unpacking the truth about who you are because of Jesus' redemption and the Holy Spirit's sanctification. You'll learn more reasons that the Bible gives for you to be content and understand that you can find your sufficiency in God alone. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Contagious Outrageous Joy. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.